If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So maybe we should put Kalani in her place. No, I never said yes, that. Yes, she most certainly no, did. No, I didn't. Ding that, ding that, ding that. Listen, ding that, ding that, ding that. Listen, ding that, ding that, ding that. Listen, ding that, ding that. I said, I said, Brooke, I, I, I should have been your finger. I said, Brooke, I, I, I should have been your finger. Out, 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 out of my face. Face. Out of my face. Out of my face. 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 Hello and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm here with a very special return guest, Stephanie from She's All Batch podcast. Hey, Steph. Hey, thank you for having me back. Oh my God, thanks for coming back. And I feel like we're tapped into something because we planned this episode a little while ago. But mm-hmm. in that time, since since we came up with this idea, we had a banger drop <laughs> <laughs> hitting the clubs everywhere. I wouldn't know because I'm not going to the clubs, but right. who is? Yeah. I don't know if anyone has heard circulating around the internet, this EDM remix of the whole get your finger out of my face episode, but it's, it's, iconic. it was all like iconic. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because it was made by this guy, T. Kyle, who he's the host of this podcast, Legends Only. And I love that podcast partly because of his constant use of the soundboard in such a funny way. So Wait, that's so funny. I've never listened to his podcast, but I actually DM'd him. He hasn't even seen my message, though, because I was like, do you do this? Like, can you cut me like an intro song to my podcast? Like, what do you charge? Because after hearing Dingbat 
this hit that we're I'll call it dingbat. Um, I was like, dude, this is you are phenomenal. But he, I, you know, so if we can get his attention, I would I would love for I would hire him in a second to make an intro song. T Kyle, if you're listening, yeah, please, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah he's a dj i don't know i like fangirled on his uh, on his instagram i was like you're a genius of all things audio like seriously um, but yeah so we're gonna be covering season four episode seven of dance mobs technically called big trouble in the big apple but the actual name is the get your finger out of my face episode right <laughs> and so dance moms has been really having this resurgence i think thanks to tiktok like there's I think every fifth video is like an Abby Lee Miller audio bite. But yeah. you you're a proper historian of the show. So I'm wondering like what's Very your proper. <laughs> Yeah, it's a doctorate of dance moms, but what's like what's your history with the show? Okay, it's so funny. I remember being on my computer trying to find a new show. I don't remember like when did this show come out? Like 2008 or no, later, yeah. right? Or tw I don't know. But I, it was a long, long time ago. And I'm like, I just need a new show. And I went to Lifetime's website. And I saw, I was going through um, like the titles of like what I think I would like. I saw Dance Moms and I was like, literally never heard of it. It wasn't mm -hmm. what, it, what it became later on. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, let me try. Literally by the first episode, I was hooked and watched like all of season one and then became like a super fan. I've It's really like my comfort show. Like everyone has friends, uh, like the show friends that they fall asleep to like dance moms. When I am feeling stressed and just want to like relax, I'll put on dance moms because I know that I'll feel, I'll feel good. <laughs> like I love the show so much. So it's really been, I very much am a historian of the show, except like season, like when Maddie and Mackenzie leave, it's like not even dance moms anymore. So yeah. I don't count those. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's hard when your favorite show just keeps it going too long and you just yeah. want them to like leave on a high note. I know. Yeah. Well, that that time really was big for like, so you think you can dance and like just pure kind of like dance competition shows. Mm -hmm. um, but then Dance Moms was like its own thing where it's definitely a show that you couldn't make now where it's basically just accosting children. <laughs> yeah i i don't know or maybe you could i don't i don't know i, don't I mean know. the drama was like like next level it was just so the producers on this show setting these people up for these scenes just honestly brilliant there's a reason why it was such a phenomenon because it was so entertaining but yeah i mean abby aren't they coming out doesn't abby she's like coming out with like season nine or something i just don't think it's gonna have the same spark yeah well i guess okay so you can make this show now because they're bringing it back but yeah but not the same type you're saying and yeah well actually that said i don't know because i don't think abby lee miller is someone who can really change all that much she's yeah. very much herself like she's a star in her own way but right. it's like i don't know if she can temper herself because i'm newer to the show i i just started watching this year um, oh my god welcome yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like seeing her like to an eight-year-old being like you're nothing like, you know, yeah. like holy also i i wasn't really in sports or like competitions when i was younger so i don't know what's oh. like normal for coaches and parents you know oh yeah well i did dance and very much have gotten like screamed in my face and so i got the whole i didn't do competition but i understood like that world i think that's what sucked me in also like the maddie versus chloe rivalry in season one was just such a good storyline that that 
that was definitely interesting. Like how many seasons, what, what's like your favorite seasons of dance moms? Well, yeah. I've been like watching just odd episodes because I started off with the top 10 most scandalous oh, episodes, okay. which that's kind of cheating. Cause you have to be there for the buildup and like yeah. the progression and everything. The first I would say episode, the whole series is just as good though. Like you could watch the whole series. You don't need to just go for the most scandalous. They're all good. Oh, that's what I know. That's that's what I need to do next. My my first episode that I watched was to recap on this podcast, and it was when they had Nia doing the dance to "They Call Me Laquifa." Laquifa, yeah. <laughs> or Queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, th there's this is like a rich text. Like, there's a lot here. But the episode we're going to be covering today, so it aired February eleventh, twenty fourteen, and. Over here on the show, we like to situate ourselves in history by pulling up the top five billboard hits of that week. And it's it's interesting. Um, it's very 2014. So we've got okay. Dark Horse by Katy Perry, <laughs> Drunk in Love by Beyonce, Timber by Pitbull featuring Kesha, and Happy by Pharrell. Okay. Yeah. Journeying back. Yeah, I think 2014 was the last year you could put out a song like Happy. I think he had to come out and apologize later. Wait, what's, for that. Am I, what's it about? A happy? It's like, just, it's just an obnoxious, it's just like, clap along if you feel. Yeah, so why, he had to apologize for it? Well, he didn't have to. I think it just made people sad. <laughs> so I think he just acknowledged that it was like a jarringly happy song. I don't know. There, I've never heard this before in my life. Who had a problem with the song Happy? That is so weird. You need a life if you had a problem about being happy. <laughs> no? Is... Am I crazy? Am I missing something? Was it scandalous? No, no, no you're not. I just thought oh. it was so... I thought this was the... It, okay, I'm I'm going to double check this after, but I'm pretty sure because I thought it was the bizarre apology I've ever seen over like a nothing issue. He, I don't know. He took it back, I guess. But to this whole debacle. So... Where we start off with this, there's a lot of different characters because there's so many different dancers and moms, but mm -hmm. overall, like we're in New York and there's two main things happening in this episode. They're in New York for both a competition and auditioning for new members of the team, question mark, a whole new team, question mark. That's like the storyline that just kept on going. There was a period of time in Dance Moms where literally every single episode was the exact same formula. And like for people that watch like every season, like all the episodes, that's the same thing. Like in season one and or season two, the whole, do you know Kathy? How, did they come up in like the episodes you watched? Like her yeah. arch ne nemesis? Like literally every single episode would be like, all right, guys, we're going to a competition, but Kathy's going to be there. And everyone's like, oh, man, we're going to have to beat Kathy. And like, it was mind blowing to see that, like, how many times can you use that exact same layout, but still have an interesting show because they would fight for all different reasons. But the same like formula was every single episode. So I think this new team, though, is something that dragged on for like multiple seasons, even like she was casting a new a new team for a very long time. They're like, it's still working. Just keep going. Yeah, I guess I guess in that sense, maybe that was part of like the artificial drama of the show is that they needed yeah. some kind of premise. Mm -hmm. But I do think like I've I've heard a lot of people say that the fighting is fake and that it's all fake but in a similar way of the bachelor when you know we we covered it and we we're talking about it doesn't take much 
of prying people with alcohol and keeping them up all night to have them hysterical. Same with the type of mom who would be pushing their, their very young kid forward into these competitions. Most of them kind of crazy stage moms. It doesn't take much to get them fighting. Right. And I listened to Kelly and Christie's podcast, Back to the Bar. It's such a good podcast. But um, they've said, like, the situations would piss them off and they would actually get mad and fight. But they also were well aware that they were being paid. They were on a show and this, they considered it their job. So, like, when Melissa does something to piss them off, they knew that they had to confront her or yell at her because that's what they're waiting for. But, like, they really did have tension with Abby and there really were... Like, there really was unfair treatment, which we saw on the show. So they were frustrated with that. So, like, it was partially real, but also they knew that they're making a show. Yeah. Yeah, they might have, like, done a bit more bottling up versus, like, yeah. amping it up for the cameras a little bit. Totally. You said you you said you did dance, but not competition. So was it just, like, extracurricular? Yeah. What type of dancing? I did, Um, like, I was in, like, a show choir in high school. I, it was, like... It was so dramatic. Honestly, it was like Glee, like the show Glee, uh, except it was, I don't, I mean, Glee's a lot of, well, no, it was singing and dancing. And we traveled to like Disney World and performed. We would perform at like different schools and stuff, but it was so, it was taken so seriously. And like our, I was 17. So my life revolved around it, but all the kids in it, it was like 20 kids, uh, like boys and girls. We, all of our lives revolved around it so it was like very dramatic and we had a um a lot of high standards to live up to and grueling hours so I got like I think that's what drew me into the show at first because I understood like being yelled at like it's not good enough you can't leave until this is perfect and I'm like oh my god I totally can relate to that yeah I know I mean even just doing like school plays there was no traveling or going anywhere but like it was so serious yeah we were like up at night with stress over this oh and for what that's what i mean the the kids that come out now like maddie and all them saying that like i was dealing with stress as a nine-year-old i i get that like why was i at rehearsal at 10 o'clock at night on a school night it doesn't make sense well i mean jojo siwa said that the whole reason that she had her bows like her famous hair bows was because she lost hair from stress on one side of her head and so she did this like side ponytail thing to try to like cover it up see i obviously i believe that but she came onto the show with that like she started the show with that look so then where when did that oh okay discrepancy oh we love i mean maybe she had stress yeah maybe she had stress prior just from dance in general like maybe she was like had a really grueling schedule but like that was always her thing she came onto the show with a bow oh my god Uh, okay this jojo this is an exclusive jojo she was a a liar No, no i'm sure she has like i'm sure her story is correct i just I'm sure, yeah, I'm, look, I, yeah, I have no doubt that they have stressed you, but she did, she said it was from, like, Abby Lee yelling at her and, like, all that stress from the show. Okay, I'll say this. I, I'm sure she lost hair because of Abby and the show, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's why the bows were a thing, because she she came into the show with bows. She was JoJo with the Bobo. That was her name on, like, da- uh, Abby's, she came from Abby's um, competition thing, like, uh, her other, her spinoff. What was it? Like- abby's uh, i didn't even watch it to be honest it was like abby's ultimate dancer 
That's mm-hmm. where she's from. She comp- she competed on that show, and then they pulled her from that over to be a regular on Dance Moms. But she was introduced as JoJo with the Bobo. Okay. Uh, so what's well, going on here? Well, maybe, yeah, maybe it's just, like, her Shark Tank style, like, origin story for this, yeah. bow, this bow business. Because I think it did end up making, like, tens of millions of dollars. That's just insane. Just the sale of bows. Yeah, I think she said it was something like 60 million. I'm, like, kind of, I'm, I'm fascinated by jojo siwa fascinated but also like it's not like bows weren't already on the market but was there something special about her bows i didn't i wasn't a a bow purchaser well yeah i mean it was kind of like i guess it was for the younger generation but it's like i think that she just had a really smart team around her who were able Mm -hmm. to seize on because she was really popular yeah and then i think they're just really good at like licensing and getting into like Walmart, Target, you know, like that kind of thing. It was kind of like that time periods, um, like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen vibe. Like that's how much they exploded on mm-hmm. the Walmarts and Targets, you know, yeah. that's kind of yeah. like how she was. Yeah, because it was, I think it was just, it was from one interview that I saw with her, where she was talking just about the business side of things. And she said that there was like something like 50 different Jojo Siwa products and you know, like Jojo Siwa, like toasters. And she was like, we're basically just slapping my name on anything. But the bows were like the big driver of of her business. Where did she get her like peak popularity? Because I mean, on the show, she she wasn't like necessary. Like she was wonderful, super talented, and she was great on the show. But like on, there were other kids that I think got like a lot more screen time i'm just maybe it was after the show when she started doing music that's when she exploded because i don't get why this wasn't like Mackenzie or someone that was you know there from day one and really could capitalize on the popularity of the show right yeah it's like it's like jennifer hudson like not you know coming in eighth on like american idol but getting like the ego like i don't know maybe jojo just took that little role because yeah i think maybe it was the touring and the albums i don't know you know what i think it could be she was the only one that really embraced the fact, like, she she embraced her actual age, where I feel like all the other girls were trying to, like, act older in the public eye, and she very, she wore the bows on the red carpet, very much embraced, like, the fact that she was, like, 11, she was still a kid, and I think none of the other girls were really hitting that younger demographic with bows and toys, you know, like, I feel like the nine-year-olds were really going after JoJo because the other girls were maybe wanting to appear older and try to get like more mature brand deals yeah pulling things like, out of my ass here i these are just assumptions but i don't no, know but i i i think that there's something to that like i think that she or her not her probably at the time it was probably like her parents or her managers or whatever was like we're gonna we're gonna like hone in on the eight to eleven market mm-hmm. i'm impressed and kind of baffled by how she was able to pull it off but mm-hmm. back to the <laughs> dance studio so they're talking over the recent competition and Abby's look is she's got bright pink lipstick on and she's got a heavy smoky eye. Um, I think she's wearing a bumpet. I don't know what, how she has her hair. Mm-hmm. She has like a thin headband and then it goes really up. Like, you know, remember that those- has to have been something. It doesn't just go up like that. It doesn't defy no. the laws of gravity. But even like, um, even with hair, uh, hairspray, I don't right. know if you can get it that high. No. Re- remember bump like those- yeah. I only saw them in infomercials, but I, I was brought back to that by this. But she is talking about how she would love to say congratulations, and she'd love to be excited by some of the girls getting um, the top score. But 
she's not happy because some of them got fourth place and third place this is unacceptable Mm -hmm. unacceptable do you know anything about the validity of all these competitions because i've also heard rumors of are they doing favors to to the abby lee miller dance company because it's the show yeah i mean i can't speak to exactly what happened but i definitely have heard rumblings that they would place them in certain placements because they know it would bring attention to their competitions and I don't know if it's I I mean I know on the show there's definitely a theme like oh we love star power so we want to go back well that's good for star power because then they get national exposure whereas if you like I don't know you feel like you were cheated and didn't do well you maybe don't want to go back to a certain competition so I think it was beneficial for the competitions to maybe like elevate the placements a little bit but you know it's they were they were also phenomenal so they were worthy of winning all the time but so it's kind of like I don't know what was real and what wasn't yeah and at the end of the day like it's not that serious it's not like the Olympics in terms of (laughs) who gets a medal it's just but they treated it like the Olympics so oh yeah I wouldn't (laughs) I wouldn't say it to anyone who's like in that world the the judging it goes by whatever standards I guess they set yeah um but they're bickering right off the bat there's tension and the music is sort of like the music at the beginning of a horror movie like when they're just introducing the characters but there's already sort Mm -hmm. of tensions rumbling and abby drops the bomb although not so much a bomb because this has been ongoing that she's looking to cast potentially an entire new team shake it up with the moms give them a reality check um and forming another team to challenge the girls because they're not stressed enough, apparently. Yeah, because they ran out. They could only do the Kathy storyline for so long that they needed to have a new storyline to go after. And that's what this was. I know. It's hard to see the girls throughout their downcast faces. They all look in shock half the time. Yeah. I, I don't know. They, they've they all... I, I don't know if they've come out on top. I mean, they're all still pretty young. But I did see that all of them who were involved in this um are like doing tiktok audios of of these episodes oh, and everything and like goofy i'm like okay okay they're, brooke, they're... brooke does brooke has done get your finger out of my face before and it's just it's so funny when they do that i love that so i was looking under the audio and there was brooke page kalani they all did it oh my gosh it's <laughs> like amazing. good for you girls yeah good for you you gotta laugh at your trauma um okay so we're doing the pyramid and no surprise Maddie Ziegler is on top and Abby then is pivoting to like what they're going to do in New York and there's auditions and she's going to send some of her girls, but it's not quite clear what their role is going to be in this mm-hmm. audition. They're like, are they going to be demonstrating what the, the dance company can do or are they on the chopping block? And so the moms are kind of off and talking amongst themselves and tense music is building. They're, debating whether they're casting this team essentially as like the the winning team and to kind of kick their girls off to the sideline right are they all they're obviously paying for their girls to be on this on this team are they but then they're making money from the show no they got uh i think after the show started they got free dance like they weren't charging they didn't have to pay tuition i believe they did not have to pay tuition after they were literally on the show. But I know Abby has said, like, 
dance moms didn't pay her rent for the studio. Like they would come in and film and obstruct like her whole business. And she never, like she should have probably negotiated to get her rent and her bills, electricity. You're, you're using all that. Like you're a huge mm -hmm. corporation. Like, why don't you pay for it? But, um, but I'm pretty sure the girls didn't pay for dance. So that, that was one benefit of this. Okay. It's like the one benefit. Yeah. But yeah. So she brings in the new girls that she's testing out. And I noticed that the only time Abby's really like beaming um, is when there's anything involving Maddie Ziegler or when she's thwarting the other moms, like when she's undermining them. So like her bringing in the new girls, like it's clear that she knows that this is going to stir things up, but she just looks so peaceful and joyous in this yes. moment. But the moms are off to the side. So we've got this center of this episode Paige and her mom Kelly and they gave Paige three dances which they're not sure they're speculating that this is potentially to sabotage Paige by giving her like more dances than she could handle or to show yeah what is it a group a trio and a solo or something yeah yeah and yeah they're like is this why would you I think Kelly says like why would you give like the weak link of the group that many you're clearly they were really good at, at seeking out when they were being set up to fail. Because on one hand, like the defense is like, she got three dances. That's amazing. Why not jump for joy? But on the other hand, you know what Abby's doing. Like this is, she knows, she knows, she knows what she's doing. I know. I was amazed with how Paige handled this because offstage, she looked like she was about to have a mental breakdown. Was yeah. So pale but then she got out there and performed for her her numbers i was like yeah she's amazing but, i know Go but, page. but to her face like abby's abby's like you'll be auditioning in new york and i don't think you'll be feeling as confident after the audition is over and and also tells her that she can't run off and just cry if things go wrong and she's like your mm -hmm. mom can't just start yelling if things go wrong like no pressure but they head to New York, and so I guess because it's a couple seasons in, they're like huge celebrities. Everyone's screaming for them. Abby's kind of like touching people's hands, almost like she's Princess Diana. It's, it's so funny because they never got to break the fourth wall and acknowledge that they were celebrities at this point. Like, there's been plenty of episodes where Abby will say, like, you see all those people looking and waving to you? That's because you won national competition last year. And it's like, <laughs> no, it's not. It's because you're on, like, the number one show on Lifetime and you have millions of fans. But they were never allowed to actually... I, I think the show would have taken such a turn if they could have acknowledged the fact that they were on TV and that's now like if you pay attention to the the episodes you'll see if like the moms are out in the hallway having a conversation and no one's in the hallway if you look in the background there's like tons of people being blocked off like they can't walk down the hallway because they're shooting a scene because all yeah. these fans would be like bombarding them yeah I think that's a trend only in much more recent times that in reality shows they they kind of start breaking the fourth wall and to me I want that to be the future of reality yeah television. it's so much better yeah but back then it was like same with Jersey Shore like they couldn't really acknowledge yeah. that every beach and every club they would have you you'd see glimpses of like hundreds of people lined up trying to take photos but it was yeah. like the elephant in the room but the moms are mad yeah they're supposed to be demonstrating but then the moms had an issue that if they're demonstrating why didn't you teach them the, the combination first once again setting them up to fail why do you want them to not look perfect in front of the other like she did a lot to downplay the other girls and elevate one yeah throughout the show because i'm i i would bet my money that if maddie was the one being the demonstrator she would have gotten 
the combination taught to her prior. So that's also what a demonstrator is. You should know that they were not auditioning. They were supposed to show the other girls the dance. Yeah, because I I got confused when then Abby turns to the girls and says that it's embarrassing that they're wearing AVDC clothes and yells at them to change. And yeah, I don't I never actually ever got that part. I was like, wait, why? Why do they have to? (laughs) Why does it matter what they wear? Yeah, but overall, it's basically like they schlepped them all the way out to New York and are just basically embarrassing them right? to to prove a point that she needs this new team of all Maddies, as she later calls it. And at one point, (laughs) Kelly Page's mom says that the kids are scared by their extracurricular activities. She's like, isn't that ridiculous? I'm like, yes, it is, Kelly. (laughs) Maybe. Yes, but they address on their podcast that like all the times where Abby would be like, leave. Why do you keep coming back? Just leave, Kelly. She's like, you don't understand. I literally had an ironclad contract where I couldn't just leave. And I had to act like when Kelly would come back and be like, I'm here because the whole team wants me here. She's like, well, no, I'm here because I legally have to be contractually. So and Abby knew that. So she would say things like that to embarrass them and make them look stupid. But Everyone knew they had to be there. There. Do you know if it was a multi-season contract or if it was each season? Because after a certain point, I get that you signed on to a show and so you have to mm-hmm. fulfill however many episodes you signed up for. But I, I would think it wouldn't take that many seasons to look if you have any sense of how this is negatively affecting you yeah, and your, your kids. But season three was like 4,000 episodes long too. Like if you actually look at Hulu, I believe it's like, 25 to 30 or it's insane so even if they were to look at a season it's they can add on as many episodes as as they want I don't know what the contract was it could be it could be you know you're signed on for multiple seasons I also know that like you weigh the pros and cons I mean the show is exploding do you take your kid off of that and lose all those opportunities or you just deal with it and I think they you know Kelly and Christy both left when they reached their breaking point yeah yeah because you could start off like you could sign on after you've already been doing the show for a bit and say like okay yeah we see that there are some cons that that is a good point but you know okay the pros outweigh it but then maybe halfway through these bajillion episodes you're like okay this is starting to be more cons than pros right yeah okay okay see i was just coming out being like are these moms all evil um and no the moms aren't evil no i don't think so well, yeah, but I, again, this is why, like, this is why I need your perspective because I'm just so foreign to the, this world. And... Yeah, happy to help. <laughs> I, it's just my opinion, but I, I would say that you know they're definitely not the malicious ones. I think they were set up in a lot of situations. Yeah, no, I mean, like, as a, it's like this is when when you grow up as like a non-competing like bubble child, like you need you need to <laughs> gain some perspective on like a, some of this also is like normal stress to like Mm -hmm. you know you're learning to like achieve your goals and like there are good lessons to be had along with I think a lot of damage that the show probably inflicted yeah um but so Abby's trying to build up this team and she tells one of the girls to one of the girls who's auditioning to like she goes find a new dance company kind of pushes her like by the shoulder (laughs) off and this new the the mom of that girl is screaming and and saying that Paige is a much shittier dancer in front of Paige and both the girls are just looking 
Yeah. But see, I think all of those moms, all the moms in the audience were all low-key auditioning to like auditioning for the show, not for like a dance team. Like they knew that if they stood up and and acted like a crazy person, that's desirable to a producer. So I mean, because I don't I really would I would be surprised if there were no cameras, there was no show, and a mom would stand up and point out a random girl and say that her, what is it, Al Sacones, some type of turn, she couldn't do them. Like, there's, she did it because she was incentivized by a producer, like, oh, hey, if you speak up, like, we may have you come on an episode. Yeah, and you, you see this all the time with these kind of shows where you see someone coming in, some random extra and you can see in their mind they think all they need to do is scream and start you know throwing punches basically to get on the show but that's not that's not what makes a reality star no and it's funny like there was such a theme where there was a, a lot of episodes where a random mom would come on a random kid a random mom and they would almost audition for the show and how much drama how much are you ruffling the feathers like what's you know, and Jill did it brilliantly and she cemented herself as part of the cast. But like Jill could have easily just been someone that came for an episode and, you know, it's not mm -hmm. working like a lot of other kids that have come and gone. Like there's a reason why they would only ever last one episode because, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you you served your part like we don't need you as part of the cast. But I'm sure they are promised or alluded to when they're signing on for the episode. Like, hey, you know, if this if this goes well you may be part of this cast and look at this show. It's like the number one show on this network. So yeah, and like Kalani is another one that was able to solidify herself. Like it doesn't, it's Jojo. It doesn't happen to everyone. Only, only the strong survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. No, it, it would have been such a better show if they could just break that fourth wall, but I'm sure in their minds at the time that would have taken away from the show, but it's like, no, that's well, at least, People who like us who watch, we want to like always pull back the curtain and be like, yeah, let's let's talk about what it's like to be eight years old. And suddenly you're now a celebrity because you were in some dance competitions. Right. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So we're back and it's the day of the competition and Abby walks in once again so joyful, um, so happy because people did well the day before in auditions and she's bringing in two new girls. So she says only two more and that makes a new team. And <laughs> she has her little kind of like Dr. Evil lines. Like she, she's great at hamming it up in a very yeah. entertaining way. Yeah. Like, and Paige is despondent, pale, um, looking afraid. And Abby's yelling at her to smile and act like she's at the Moulin Rouge, which is the theme of her dance mm-hmm. and she's wearing she hit the stage in kind of like a i don't know i felt very old school watching this because i was like oh, is this appropriate for the children it was like kind of like, look like garters to me but i don't know maybe this is oh well you need to watch like episode two of the season it's their dance electricity they're literally like street walkers like they have like fishnets it was a super controversial episode Right. Okay. Yeah. Because I used to watch Toddlers and Tiaras back in the day. So yeah, I, there's exactly. Like, there's like a pretty woman scene that they That's did insane. once. That they, I think they had to like erase that episode because they were just like, yeah, this guy's too far this time. The horror movie music is reaching their crescendo. This is like, <laughs> would be like right before the kill. And as she's doing her dance, we see Abby in her confessional and she's like, Paige is always a disappointment to me. Um, rude. I know, poor Paige. But Brooke, then Brooke goes out to do a contemporary dance, Purple Rain. And Abby says it's Boring Town, USA. (laughs) (laughs) You choreographed it. I know. It's tough not being Maddie Ziegler. Right. But she says that, you know, while she's disappointed and worried about Chloe and Paige, she's got Maddie and Kalani as her secret weapon. So yeah, then all there's like all this drama about Paige and Chloe were supposed to do their duet, which they did, but then they find out last minute that Maddie and Kalani, who's from Abby's ultimate dance competition as well, are going to be thrown in last minute, and they think that they're going to be adjudicated, basically just dance but not be scored, but then they find out that that's, of course, that's not going to happen. They're going to throw them in, and they're going to be competing, and Kelly and um, Christy are pissed that, like, well, great, we know that they're going to crush Chloe and Paige and yeah and 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 even they they're even grilling Maddie being like did you know that this was going to happen and she was like no you know I I don't know ask the 10 year old like poor girl yeah and then they're screaming later they're screaming at Maddie's mom being like you're you're a liar and now you're getting your kid to lie so it's a huge mess in the hallway and they're screaming and saying that you know this is when you're learning hard lessons when you're 12 about who are your real friends and who's going to stab you in the back and but that's yeah. that's like a producer setup though they know what they're doing by having them think it's going to be just chloe and Paige, not that they're competing against maddie and kalani and then of course last minute to learn that they are going to be competing against them that's that's real emotion but they also know that they can ham it up yeah like because then melissa apparently says like oh maddie's not dancing what are you talking about but then she is and then they confront her so like mm-hmm. it's a real situation but i wonder how much they they were playing it up for cameras yeah i i don't i don't know because there's a yeah there's a lot of producer setups but also just a lot of 
jealousy that Abby's really playing with and kind of mm -hmm. provoking. Like she really is stirring the pot. Mm -hmm. That's that's her role in this whole thing is to be the chaotic orchestrator um, yes. of all this drama. But we're building up to the big fight. Yeah, so tensions are rising because Abby brings in Kalani and her mom and mm -hmm. basically implies like she's probably going to be joining the team and might replace the new girls and they're they're all getting frustrated at this and this is when Abby is yelling at Brooke to speak up. She's like, "You're you can speak up for yourself, you know, you're 14, like what do you think about this?" and the moms are like upset about whether their kids are going to get replaced mm -hmm. and Kelly finally says, okay, fine. Like replace my kid. I don't care. Right. Um, and this is when we get to a really beautiful moment in television history. You just sit here and say that my daughter looks miserable. So maybe we should put Kalani in her place. No, I never said yes, that. Yes, you most certainly no, did. No, I didn't think that. Listen, I said, Brooke, is your mother Get speaking your finger Do you out want of to my face. Girls out the room. Yeah, Girls you out the room. Dude, I just got chills. <laughs> this is like a perfect example of like, yes, they're on a show, but like, uh, when Kelly says like, what does she say? Like, get away from me! Like, you hear it in her soul. Like, she is furious. That's not playing it up. That is real freaking emotion. Yeah, oh yeah. And Savior and Holly, like, girls out the room, like, you're always trying to protect these poor kids from I know, trauma. I know. And the way that they're fighting, it's not in like a funny cute way. You can just tell they're just acting on their intrusive thoughts of like, yeah, maybe try to bite her finger. Like they're like jerking, jerking yeah. their hands out and kind of grabbing each other's hair. But it's not it's it, it is real, real rage running through them. You can see it in their yeah. their crazy eyes. And Abby is saying that she's going to call the police, which that sent me over the edge because her she did call the police and her description of Kelly. Was, oh, yeah. Trendy haircut. <laughs> the trendy haircut. She's a white woman with trendy, trendy haircuts that's long in the long in the front and short in the back. It's like, yeah, I'm obsessed that even in this moment, she's like, you know what? I hate her and she's a bitch, but her hair, hair is so trendy. Hair and Wait, haircut is incredible. Wouldn't a better description be um it's the woman with the huge camera crew around her? Like she would be pretty easy to spot by the police, but you can't say that because they're not filming a TV show. Yeah, yeah, even I know. I know, but it, no. She's like it, never mind the the cameras, you'll be able to spot her by her incredible hair even though right, she's a fucking, like, fucking bitch. Trendy's up for debate. A, a policeman would have to be like, okay, who has a trendy haircut in this room? Like, based on based on whose opinion, though? Like, what if he doesn't think that's trendy? Such a hilarious description. That's why, like, I, I'm obsessed with Abby in her, like, adrenaline rage state is still like, look, trendy haircut, you'll know her. You'll walk yeah. in, like, she'll jump out right away. Meanwhile... <laughs> Kelly is off in the hallway saying that it was like a 500 pound hog threatening to eat her. Mm -hmm. um, the kids are looking on and staring ahead. And then you realize Kelly gets escorted off the premises and the premises and Nia's mom said that the show isn't over and the kids have to keep going. So the kids very traumatized by what they just witnessed now have to 
marched themselves onto stage and reconfigure very quickly. Oh yeah, Kalani doesn't dance with them but then that's what like was initially a topic at hand like was Kalani gonna dance was Kalani gonna replace Brooke but then after all this the girl doesn't even dance in the group dance right yeah 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 they 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 take Kalani and Paige out of the formation they have to quickly reconfigure that they go on stage they kill it mm -hmm. um they're handing out awards and Paige's duet gets second place Maddie and Kalani for their duet get first place. Right. And we end on Abby saying that things have to change. And if the moms don't like that, they just have to remember that everyone is replaceable. Everyone's replaceable. This is when I started not liking the show as much because like losing Kelly, Brooke, and Paige, they're like a couple more episodes, they're like in it or spoken about, or they don't, it's not like the last time we see them, I don't think. But they eventually leave after this. And the show's just not the same. Like the fact that Christy and Chloe stayed, that definitely helped and had me hanging on for the season five. And then after they left, it's like, just wasn't the same. And I wish that that didn't, as good as the scene was and as iconic as it is now, the fact that there's songs being made about this moment, it totally kind of ruined the show because yeah. without like, these primary characters that we love so much. And then like Kalani then joins the show. Yeah, it was actually a really good um, situation for Kalani and her mom because with ma these main characters leaving, it was like an open spot and like, you're right here. Okay, come on in. But they didn't fill the shoes of Kelly, Broken Page. Yeah, it's a fine line when like the intrigue of the show is these women hating each other and always pushing each other to the brink. And then, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it can tip over into too much very easily, yeah. especially when things are at an 11 out of 10 level of intensity for these women a lot right. of the time. Yeah. So quite the odyssey, quite the saga. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you. Let everyone know where they can find you. I'll also be dropping everything in the show notes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I host the She's All Batch podcast. It is about Bachelor Nation. Uh, but in 2024, we're going to open it up and get a lot more into reality TV in general, pop culture. We're going to have like a few um, like episode spinoffs. Would love to have you on our podcast as well. Uh, but we do a lot of Bachelor Nation interviews. We've done recaps. We Our theme of the podcast is really kind of exposing the behind the scenes. If you couldn't tell throughout this recap, I do like looking at like, well, what really happened while the show was being filmed? It's not what you get on tv there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes and we do that on the show i have a co-host uh jackie she does it with me and you can find she's all batch anywhere you get your podcasts like apple podcast spotify google play or whatever it's called and we're on youtube we released our first video episode um just this week oh my god congrats that's thanks it's been on my to-do list for like two years i'm so inspired i need to Oh, yeah. well, I mean, we only did it once, so don't be too inspired. <laughs> no, but it's so much work. It really is so much extra work. And people are like, are you going to be doing this from now on? And I was like, uh, no, I mean, I would love to. But my co-host is in New York City. I'm on Long Island. For her to even like travel out here, bring all our stuff, go to the studio. Like it just was so much more than just recording mm -hmm. an episode. It's an amazing way to reach a wider audience. Mm -hmm. And I would love to do it more in 2024. But... but 
having someone so far away is kind of rough. But either way, okay, in case for any listeners, in case you guys haven't gotten into She's All That yet, and oh. they get the exclusives. Like oh. they get the they get contestants on, they spill all the tea, but also you guys have really salient, um, witty pop culture takes. So yeah. Oh check it out. Thank you and, so much. And I love yeah. your podcast too. Oh gosh, gosh. Well, thanks for joining me. I'll I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Au revoir, mes This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.